Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Hey, what's happening here on a Monday in Jacksonville? I'll tell you what's happening. The 53-man roster is being set inside Jags headquarters. That is the big story coming off the final preseason game. Back in Jacksonville this week, and you know, it hit me. I won't be on the road for, like, more than 48 hours until probably December. That's nice. That bum, no, I was going to say, is that bumming you out? No. It doesn't sound like it. No, it doesn't. Um, I, like, I don't mind being on the road either, but, man, you don't exercise on the road. You eat bad on the road. You drink beer on the road. Sounds like I live my life on the road. It's yeah. <laughs> sounds like the road's pretty good, actually, doesn't say. it? Yeah. <laughs> One of those pesky four mile walks back to the road. <laughs> Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. How's the weekend, boys? Man, I had. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how wonderful my wife is. She got a call from her mother on like uh, Friday, Thursday, Friday. She's like, uh, "Hey, I got this company party at a beach club, and I want you and the kids to go." And my wife knows me. She knows uh, it's real hard to get me out to the beach. I grew up by a beach. I mean, you look good in a Speedo, man. <laughs> I, I can't believe you. why. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on it. <laughs> but it's, it's hot outside. It gets sweaty. It's awful. So uh, without even asking me, she just goes, all right, I'm just going to take the kids. We're going to go to the beach. Aaron, you get a day to just hang at the house. And boy, did I. I spent a good 14 hours just lounging around doing legit nothing in that house. <laughs> It was fantastic. It was so glorious. That's That doesn't drive you nuts. Well, I had so much Netflix to catch up on. I had a little bit of PUBG I had to play. There was stuff to do, Brent. It wasn't just about laying down. You had to move that's, a little bit. That's good. Casey Kirsch just roaming around here looking for something. Can't even get him on the mic. I don't know what he lost. Something fishing show guy took something. I always say this, by the way, just did a pet peeve. I'm not like a big fan of, hey, how was your weekend, guy, yeah, okay. to start the show? And I just did it. Well, you are curious. I understand. You wonder, hey, how exciting could Aaron's life possibly be? Yeah, well, learning you it. about you, so and so is everybody else. I did have a date this weekend. A date night and a day by yourself. Well, did so, it all happen together at the yeah, same time? Yeah, so like on the day by itself, I'm, look, I'm texting with my wife. I'm like, hey, you know, not for nothing. I know I'm supposed to be this... Uh, this this bad boy of radio. I know you call me that all the time, Frank. Bad boy of radio. <laughs> yes. I was like, I miss you. I want to see you. I love you. And uh, she goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell my mom. I'm going to take the kids and we're going to go. And then I get a text a couple of minutes later. She's like, hey, my mom says she'll take the kids for babysitting. Let's figure out where we're going. So immediately, right to the phone, set up two reservations at the uh, fondue spot on the south side. We did that. We were going to go see a movie, but then it's like, you know, that would require us to stay up to like 1030. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. So we went coming up big this weekend. Oh, my God, yes. My goodness. Shout out to Gigi. Bring it. Come on. Don't raise the standards for Casey and I (laughs) and how we're supposed to, like, take our wives out. Well, I'm sitting here. Casey's complaining about not making money. He can babysit my kids. I don't really care who watches them. As long as I got an adult in the house, I can tell the cops I tried. (laughs) You know. (laughs) And Casey might be just trying. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to try, Maybe but he's practice babysitting. You ever babysat before, Casey? There's no way this guy's ever been in charge of children in his entire... Is he even in there? No, no, no. Maybe he left already. He's in there, he's yeah. He's done. There we go. He retired. Uh, he's a goner. Uh, who else is a goner for the Jacksonville Jaguars? It sounds like Rudy Ford. It sounds yeah, like... Brent, that is a really professional segue you just did. Thank you Look much. at you. You're really learning. <laughs> I'm really learning. All right. Uh, Laquan Treadwell... Is that a surprise mm. uh, that he's going to not be on the 53-man roster? Trevor's guy, that's his buddy, is, is, uh, he obviously has grown to um, 
uh, be friendly with him, and I think their wives are friendly, and so it's part of the business. But I, I don't know if I saw Laquan Treadwell a week and a half ago being cut from this football team, and, and maybe that was something that all along it was happening. Uh, but he did some good things for the Jags last year, obviously a former first-round pick, and I mean, I don't know if he offers you anything like that nobody can give you in a receiving core, and maybe that's why he's let go. Uh, and who knows, maybe he'll be on speed dial and be back at some point. But Laquan Treadwell, probably uh, the biggest move yet. Rudy Ford, I think most fans aren't going to pay that much attention to it from, from a special team standpoint now. There will be more people lining up to get Rudy Ford than there will be for Laquan Treadwell, believe it or not. Yeah, it makes so, sense, yeah. Uh, special teams-wise, he was like, he was one of the first signings, uh, him and Agnew, last year for the Urban Buyer Trent Balky era. Yeah, and, and, and they played well. Yeah, I was going to say, he did not disappoint out there on special No, teams. because then he also played safety and came up with some big plays, and Agnew obviously did so on the receiving. It did seem like, though, that the uh, the coaching staff, for whatever reason, didn't really feel like Rudy fit in that secondary this season. Yeah, and there's some, uh, you know, it can be a varying of reports. He's not. He's going to be more special teams. If he's playing safety for you, you're probably a little thin, and the Jags are a little thin there. And so uh, I think his value really comes as a special teams guy. He did have a couple of uh, penalties a couple weeks back and I kind of was like oh wait a minute now and so uh, we'll see when official word comes out Jacks have until tomorrow at four o'clock I think uh, I anticipate some moves being announced here uh, this afternoon so we may have some of that but Treadwell does that mean Tim Jones makes the team right that yeah. makes everybody <laughs> I gotta imagine that's making room for Timmy isn't it him Jones baby hey there he is hey Casey hey guys uh, <laughs> I'm ready <laughs> I feel like we're just in like a musical and you just came out like from like it's a surprise at the end. Yeah. It gets the people going. People in their car right now like, oh, he, is, he did come to work. I will today. say I speak to a lot of people about this show, and all of them say that it gets them going when you show up out of nowhere. So good job, man. Good job. Yeah, you must be talking to smart people. I don't know. Does uh, Casey, you, you and Amanda, you guys fell in love with Tim Jones this last few weeks, haven't uh, you? Let me tell you something about him, Jones. Uh, <laughs> you get a kick out of that. He's right. it's great. He's he's been good. He's been making plays. Uh, I didn't. I rewatched the game. I couldn't watch it live. I was doing something, but Amanda was watching the living room, and I was in a different room of the house. And multiple times, she just yelled at the top of her lungs, "Holy something, something that I can't say on the radio." I'm like, "What happened?" She's like, "Tim Jones." I'm like, Tim "What?" Jones. Oh, I like the fact that Amanda's swearing. First of all, I can appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, bigger Jaguars fan than you too. She's she's massive Jags fan. But so then I come at like halftime. I'm like, "How's it going?" And she's like, Tim Jones is, like, making plays. I was like, is Chase on in? She's like, no. No. It's like, is LaVisca doing anything? She's like, hmm. She's like, Tim Jones, though. I was Tim like, Jones. I was like, all right. So I trust Amanda. Yeah, and he was. Uh, Tim Jones has become that favorite guy. Now, listen, we've seen this in Jacksonville before. They've had a lot of uh, luck with the receiver position and uh, kind of like the guy that nobody expected making the team from Keelan Cole to uh, Alan Hearns. Those yeah. guys have been super productive for this team in the past. Tim Jones, could he be that guy? Or is he just a camp guy that really shined? And by the way, all credit to Tim Jones. That's his job, is to go out there and earn a spot and make you think about him. And he did. Damn. And he actually won over the fan base. But there are times, let's just, I'm going to be the, the dose of reality here for okay. you. And this is from the Sunshine and Rainbows guy and the president and owner of the club. <laughs> but I've learned enough. I've been around here 15 years. And sometimes these guys don't translate to the regular season. Sure. He has been very good. He's done everything he's needed to do from practice to games when the lights went on. So good for him. 
does he play a role, though, on this team? Is he even needed on this team? Like, does he get any reps? Because there are five guys ahead of him, most likely, that do things different. Now, some would say LaVisca is the sixth guy, potentially, if that's who makes the team. I don't see that. I think LaVisca has a chance to have more of a role on the team, a game-planning role, because of all the things he can do, than Tim Jones, because he's going to be stuck behind Marvin Jones and Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Uh, but it's a nice story. We'll see what happens uh, just don't get your hopes up too high because the regular season's a different animal. Two follow-ups, Brent. Two follow-ups like a comment. Number one, biggest story out of camp this year, was it Tim Jones? Oh. How about him? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going there. I, I mean, I believe the biggest... You mean biggest, like, positive yeah, story? Biggest surprise. Biggest, yeah. Surprise? Yeah, well, I still am baffled by the fact that this team has so much trouble at the kicker position, five of them in a month. Um, I think the biggest stories are things like, wow, Trayvon Walker looks really good, and you picked him number one overall. Uh, but, yeah, from a from an underdog to the rise of, a, you know, what he did in a month's time, uh, I think you're on to something. I still think a guy like Israel Hanswine, number 93, has been really good for them. And I wonder if he makes this team. I think he almost should make this team. He's a nice story, too, if he does. But I'd give you that. Tim Jones, nobody's won the fan base over like Tim Jones. For sure. All right, second follow-up, Brent. Second follow-up, need a comment Sorry, that was here. a long answer. That's okay. That's what we're here for, bud. Second follow-up is three this. hours. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we got a lot of time to kill. True. I understand that Tim Jones might be down at the bottom of the depth chart should he make the final 53. But isn't there something to be said for what he can provide out there down the sideline that maybe a lot of these other receivers that are above him on the depth chart can't. So when Dougie likes to go either four wide or even five wide, you know, who knows what he's going to throw out there, two tight ends and three wide, whatever it'll be, will Tim also be out there on the sideline stretching that field? I if he makes the roster. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't see it. Yeah, I just don't. I, I think for – that's why I'm trying to weather it a little – people's excitement a mm -hmm. little bit. Because because they definitely are clamoring for it now. Yeah, I know they. I, and that's okay, and that's cool. Again, he that's he did his job, but I no, I don't. I see Marvin Jones and Zay Jones and Christian Jones, uh, Christian Jones, Christian Kirk, and I see Evan Ingram. And I know he's playing the tight end, but he's kind of like a receiver. Remember that. I see Jamal Agnew and Wrinkle plays and Lavisca Chenault and Wrinkle plays, and then I see Tim Jones, which means uh, let's knock on wood, but somebody's going to have to get hurt probably for Tim Jones to make an impact in the regular season, right? I think, uh, but did he do enough and is he doing enough in practice to say, hey, put him in and see what happens? I mean, maybe. I, I just don't see it. Hey, listen, the over-under snaps of Tim Jones in a game, uh, in fact, I think he'll probably be, he has the potential to be an inactive guy on game day. Yeah. But you also don't want to lose him. You like what you saw. So there's a lot of that going on. Remember, if the Jags cut a guy, he goes through waivers. And they have a good feel of what teams would be interested in. And so if they put Tim Jones on waivers, they boom, somebody picks him up like Alan Lazard. And you got great now. Alan Lazard came off the practice squad, all those things. So I get it. But you get the idea of it. They don't want to lose a potential young player that they think could be something. Sure. And just think of it from a long-term position if you're bulky and Peterson. I don't even know if they're thinking about this, but... Marvin Jones, this is probably his last year. Or or, or close to it, yeah. Well, well, it's last year in Jacksonville. It's a two-year contract. Yeah, the contract so is done. He's probably done in Jacksonville after this. And so maybe this is grooming the next Marvin Jones with Tim Jones or potentially has that in play. 
I don't know. I also think we shouldn't get over the moon about Tim Jones and his impact in the regular season. He is a fantastic story. He's what camp's all about. He's what these preseason games are all about. He probably cemented a spot on the roster in that last preseason game where everybody calls it boring. Yeah. And he went out and had three catches for 103 yards. Big game. Casey, I got to tell you, man, if Tim Jones makes the roster, we got to put you to work and produce us a Mike Jones-inspired all-Jones wide receiver package bed. Sure. And that way, when they run the all-Jones package, we can celebrate in style. Yeah, I work on the all-Jones package. By the way, on the uh, Tim Jones scenario, I don't necessarily expect him, if he makes the team, to, like, be out there, like you're saying. I just wanted to be on the team. I think he earned it. I'm sure there's. I'm not sure like how that fully works. Like with his contract, he's got to get a bump if he makes the team. I want him to get his bump. I want him to get his cash money. Oh yeah. And I want him to have an opportunity if he gets it. I don't think he's going to like start or anything. To your point, so I'm not on that part of it. I think he's performed well. I think he deserves a spot, and I hope he's on the team. Listen, uh, game checks are big deals. Oh yeah. You know, I mean that's no joke. Anytime you get a game check, so to be on that active roster is a big deal. Uh, that 53 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, more so than the practice squad. Per se. All right. Uh, the other part of this, guys, is LaVisca Chanel. Uh, LaVisca is, seems like, the really the most polarizing guy we've got here in Jacksonville right now in the fan base. Got to be. At least the vocal fan base. And I've been a defender of this guy. Listen, I've always, I, I, I hammered him last year. I thought he was so disappointing. So that's where I came from. I Last year, I really thought, if you've just tuned in to Brent Mario for the first time in a year, Shame on you, and I'm sorry for whatever I did. But I said he was the most disappointing player last year on this football team. I really thought so coming off that rookie year. I also think there's something there. And not a, I've talked to a lot of people over these last couple of weeks, and I'm having a hard time getting people on board with that. But I do think there's something there. He's a young player. He's a second-round pick. You can do different things with him. It's not just go run a route. You can have fun with him. I think offensive coordinators like that. I think offensive minds like that. And he was hampered by a hamstring injury a lot of camp, too. And so he told me Saturday after the game, he's like, that was hard, man. He's like, it was harder than I would even imagine with that hamstring. So where are you guys on LaVisca? It, it looks like they're going to keep him. They could be trying to trade him, certainly. But... If he's on this roster, do you like it or not? Yeah, I definitely, if, if I had a guess, obviously I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but I would just assume they're trying to work a trade there. I don't think they, they, they have a place for him on this team or in that offense. I don't think they believe in him. I think that was shown this preseason. He had limited opportunities to show and prove out there, and he didn't necessarily ring that bell very loudly. Uh, I understand keeping him. You certainly have the flexibility. You have the time. You're not in a rush to throw him off the team. you got another year to look at it, but... Again, you got guys like Tim Jones knocking on the door behind him. Casey, it makes no sense from a business standpoint just to let him walk. I mean, he's got two years left on his contract. He's pretty inexpensive. You already did invest, and I know it wasn't these guys that invested, but the other part of this for me, Casey, is, listen, Jamal Agnew has been a heck of a surprise. He got Mm -hmm. him as a return guy. He can be a wrinkle guy, and he was, and he did a lot of good things last year. But he doesn't have, like, a long career of doing that. Like, there's not a ton of evidence that he's going to be an impact. I mean, you drafted this guy in the second round to be an impact player on the bingo card that I made. It, you, I mean, you got to keep LaVisca around and see what – you got to make sure you don't have what you think you have. Shout out to everybody on the stream that just watched me eat my last bite of sandwich as you started bringing me into the conversation. So I swallowed it pretty much whole and then took a drink. Well, not only that, but I stretched nicely for you, and I can't even see you. Did you know I was chewing? No, I had no idea. Go to blind. Incredible. You're you're really good at this job. Um, (laughs) Personally, 
I agree with you. I would not cut him because now, and granted, I'm not great at math, but you cut a receiver, and we thought it was going to be two of the three, Treadwell, LaVisca, and Tim Jones. We thought two of them would make it, I think. At least I thought that way. So it feels like you don't need to cut LaVisca unless they're keeping, obviously, an extra tight end or somebody in another position that I'm just not thinking about. So where I'm coming from is you don't need to cut him from a number standpoint, but I would not cut the guy because there's so many – like, he, he's going to get – he's the first claim. He'll get he'll be the first player claimed in my money if he's cut. And if he ends up at a place like Green Bay, if he ends up at a place like Kansas City, you know, we don't need that. So if those guys want him that bad, you trade for him, that's one thing. But, like, we, I, I wouldn't cut him. You know, you said something there that's really interesting. Like, I don't play scared, right? Scared money don't make money. Isn't that what they say? Yep. So – but there are times where there are guys on the Jags roster and I'm like, don't do it. Don't give up on them because I'm afraid what they might look like in another uniform. And I think you're right. I think LaVisca Chenault, who's still a young guy, uh, maybe there's some maturity things even there, learning to be a pro, battling off last year with didn't like the urban fit, had a bad year, had the hamstring going on. But I do think there's something there in that guy. And your job is to try to get it out of him. If he goes to the Rams and plays for Sean McVay, if he goes to the Niners and plays for Kyle Shanahan, if he goes to Bengals and plays for Zach Taylor, if he goes to Tampa and plays with Tom Brady, if he goes to Indianapolis and plays for Frank Reich and Matt Ryan. That would suck. You know, like if he goes to Green Bay, to your point, like what's he look like? And I wonder if he goes to Baltimore and plays with Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. Like I I don't like the sound of that. If Tim no. Jones goes to one of those places, I'm well, like, don't get crazy. Yeah, whatever. Hey, I mean, crazy. I am. I, I, but if LaVista goes to those places, I'm like, oh, I feel like they're going to make him into something they couldn't do here. And, I, and you're going to regret it. Like, I get a team thinking that way when it comes to within their own conference. But I think if you're looking at a guy going, I'm not sure this guy makes a 53-man roster with us. And then you're scared if he's going to go to another roster. It doesn't, it doesn't compute for me. Well, you can't play scared if you're the coach. Listen, this is Brent talking, all right? Mm -hmm. I'm not signing checks, and I'm not making these key decisions. Signing my checks. (laughs) Actually, it did sign a few years. uh, But, like, LaVisca out of Treadwell and Jones puts those thoughts in my mind. Treadwell doesn't as much. Jones doesn't as much. And the one thing I would say if I'm them down there in the building is what can we trust LaVisca? And I think that's a real question to ask because you don't want anybody on your team in any business or anything that you don't know if, if you have to ask that question. You want to be able to say, yeah, unequivocally, yeah, we trust yeah. this guy, boom, go exactly. do that. And I think he has shown some things that would make him a little bit untrustworthy. Uh, so he's got to earn that. He's going to go get that. Is this a wake-up moment for him? But I'd rather wake up on this roster than somebody else's roster tomorrow morning. And unless you get something for him, unless you were to get something, that's fair. And if that were to happen, what makes you feel better about Visca getting traded? What What's that pick look like? A third, a fourth? Well, yeah, probably wouldn't be that a high. Sixth? I mean, even like a fifth round pick or something. Yeah, uh, sixth round and seventh round picks don't do a whole hell of a lot for me. I'm not seventh in for round a picks really yeah. don't do a whole lot for me uh, because I feel like it's a throwaway pick. Yeah, and sixth round maybe I guess you got something. Uh, but, I mean, the Jags got six-round pick for Blaine Gabbert. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'd want more for LaVisca Chenault. 
Fifth-round pick, I think you really can find some players. I, I feel better about that, but they're not getting a third or fourth for them. I'm just saying, a fifth-round pick wouldn't make me feel better if I was scared to see them on the Colts. The Colts are interesting. I'm glad you said that because they got nothing at wide receiver. They got oh, Pittman. They got your man. Nothing. They got Pittman. Well, yeah, but I wonder, like, they're a team that's played LaVisca four times now. And, like, you feel like if there's teams that have good scouting on it, it would come from the division. Yeah. I wonder how they feel. Yeah. have a kind of feel of it because they need wide receivers. Well, there's one or two other things I really think you had to keep an eye on. What I'd be doing if I was Doug Peterson, and probably they have, and I'm sure they have, is go back to what he did his rookie year. Like, why was he successful that rookie year? And he was. He had a very nice rookie year. That was a good start. Uh, and... Then it was a disaster last year. So how do you get back to that form? Can you find that in him? The other thing I would say about LaVisca Chanel is he's not a great preseason player in terms of showcasing for other teams or your team. And here's what I mean by that. I think LaVisca is a guy you game plan for. Like on offense, you say, hey, if we get to second and four, we're going to put LaVisca in the backfield. And we're going to see if we can match him up. Well, you don't do that in the preseason because you don't throw wrinkles in like that in the preseason. And so I wonder what Doug Peterson has in his mind, what Press Taylor ha has in his mind about the potential use of LaVisca Chenault in the situational offense. That even Jamal Agnew, by the way, doesn't give you. Agnew gives you speed at that spot in those wrinkles. LaVisca Chenault gives you physical presence in those wrinkles. And there could be a different for, difference for how they see that being played out. Uh, so that's one of the reason why I say, hey, wait a minute. Hold the phone on LaVisca Chanel. I know a lot of fans are off the, the wagon, uh, but he has a chance, I still think, to earn them back uh, here in 2022. All right, we'll talk more about the Jaguars roster. What else is going on this weekend around the NFL? Now, I did have this thought, not just in Jacksonville. Was there a player or team that you were like, wow, what a preseason? And now I feel this about them. I'm probably more relevant to a team. I think it's hard to be just one player and shine. <laughs> Your Jets quarterback. <laughs> Joe Flacco? No. Uh, uh, I was going to say Joe Flacco. No, the other guy, the last guy in. Who's the guy that won the game oh, for? Oh, this guy, St uh, I forget. Nobody has any Stebler, 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 yeah. Who the hell is that guy? Yeah, exactly, off the street. But he's like a legend yeah, now in New York. A lot of Jets fans want him on the team I guess rather he was than Mike awesome, White. Like the whole oh, no, Mike White was good the other day. I know. He's yeah, good that's not who I'm talking there. about. You should go see this guy, like the way they reacted around this guy. And... So there they're are Jets fans. Exactly. They're not that intelligent. <laughs> yes. No, I'm with you on that one, Casey. Yeah. There are fun stories like that. But what, like, what team has caught your attention? Wait, maybe now. And the Jags could be on that list for some others around the NFL based on the way their defense played in a couple of games. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Happy Monday, everybody. You know, I feel good. I feel good about the starters. Uh, you know, the way they've played the last couple of weeks and 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 really have dominated when they were in there. Um, you know, these guys today, you know, had chances to, to really solidify some of the the backup spots that we're looking for. Um, and and really trying to find some special teams guys that are willing to step up and play special teams. And 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 that's what these games are all about is to see who uh, who's willing to embrace that. But but overall. Um, I feel good about the starters, where they are, um, and, and how they are, you know, focused and, and ready to get this thing going. That is Doug Peterson in what we call the news conference, but it was myself and John Osher. No way. <laughs> get him, Brent. Do what you got to do. 
Exposed. Nah, listen. Well, you I, just did expose, actually. I did a little bit. But, like, here's the thing. In our industry, right, we got to kind of, you got to kind of puff your chest out. Puff it. When you're, like, the only ones doing it. Puff it's it. the nature of the business. Yep. But I don't really spend a lot of time doing that. It's not a lot of the other guys' fault. It's more the companies and the dollar, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So situational. It's I don't really put it on the other people in town. But it is it was pretty amazing. We were talking about this a little bit. It's pretty wild. And and the others would admit this too. And it's not they like it. They would have liked to be there. But just the way the industry's gone is sometimes you don't go to events and I mean this game, they nobody else in Jacksonville was at this game other than us. Look, we just and, had... And I will say this. Now, we were doing the broadcast, so people were like, well, you had to be there, Brent. You're on the side. No, we would have gone anyway. I mean, yeah, we, we, I think yeah. we have made it pretty clear over the years that we go to all the games. Yeah, there's a commitment there. And, yeah, and, so, and so thankful for that. But, I mean, nobody else was there other than Osher and Jaguars.com. And, and, Unbelievable. I mean, so it's just a showcase is where the industry has gone at times that people aren't going to an NFL game. I think it's even more extreme than that. The teams themselves. You just saw the Portland Trailblazers announce before yes. they pulled it back. That oh, did they pull it back? They did. <laughs> their play-by-play group originally, the guys calling the game, were going to call road games from home and just watching a TV, which I guess technically you can do, but I got to imagine... It's a way worse broadcast or experience. Well, and then the team finally rescinded and said, no, we're going to let these guys travel now. Just ask uh, Scott and Matt from the Shrimp. They had to call a lot of the away games last season off a monitor, and it was difficult. Huh. That's actually behind-the-scenes information. You probably didn't know that. Oh, Sorry, boy. Right Sorry, guys. Here's the thing. It, I, I'm like, I'm a, a I try to be as much as I can a champion for the industry, not just like our players. They make it hard for you, Brent. No, but like you, you probably saw me yesterday. <laughs> I think consultants like, hey, if I take shots of the consultants, man, I'll do it. I was watching the national news yesterday. They did three straight sports stories. Well, same damn consultants that helped with the national news tried to eliminate like local sports and TV for oh, like yeah. two decades. Still doing it, right? Trying, and they're still trying. And and then it's these like these companies that own. TV stations, radio stations. You're talking the mega conglomerate. Yeah, companies. like, yeah. And, and, and newspapers or whatever else, people that would go cover these games. The NFL is, like, keeping you fruitful. Yeah. The NFL, it used to be, well, you, you've been around this for a long time, right? It was calling me old. That's okay, I got it. No, no but you know, you know the industry in terms of sales, like car companies. And, sure. Uh, lawyers and politicians. Yeah, these are the stalwarts, right? Yeah. These I mean, are the pillars of your advertising. Sure. The NFL is like a pillar. Yeah. The NFL drives ratings. The I NFL mean, drives one of the conversations. That still drives it ratings. It really, I mean, I, I think you can find your niches in a lot of different areas, but the NFL and college football too now well, is you a have, part of it. You have games that drive ratings. The NFL just in general oh, drives, drives conversation oh, and everything yeah, else. It, yeah. And so it's like, come on, man. Send, I mean, you've got to, you, you can't cut, you don't want to cut back on NFL coverage, no. I wouldn't think. In no. fact, many people have enhanced it. I mean, I would think we have more people covering the NFL than ever has covered the NFL. But this is the other side of the industry that becomes a problem, right? They think it, sometimes some of the companies think enhancing the coverage means farming or vending out more of that coverage. Yeah. And then what you have is the same coverage everywhere by the one person. And see, sometimes I put my, I put my hat on th this and kind of champion it a little bit. And I'm, I'm, I love the inside the business stuff and see where it goes and how far it's come because I've been paying attention to it since I feel like I was 10 or 12 years old. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, you know what? Maybe nobody lost anything. Saturday. Yeah. John Osier and I were there. We covered it for the fans that wanted to see it. You got to see it. 
Maybe we didn't lose anything. I mean, that's what these companies are saying, right? The competitor is like, well, did our ratings go down? Did our sales go down? Okay. I don't know. Did no anybody remember the relations this weekend or yeah. not? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, maybe they don't lose as much as I think, or maybe the fan doesn't care as much. But I would say this, like, we got a, as many interviews as we could in the locker room, but we didn't get everybody we could have got. Yeah. So if you have another outlet there, maybe they're getting a couple other people, and the fan gets to hear from another guy or whatever. Like, well, we want to doubt a benefit to the fans. Yeah. That's Well, and that's what we're here for in, in a lot of ways. Well, a comp some companies aren't. <laughs> well, that's me. I'm talking from yeah. my vantage point, sure, right? Sure, sure. I mean, so uh, it is pretty wild. It's, it's, uh, I think it's a dangerous thing because also something major happens. Well, then we're the only one. Then we're really bragging. That well, we're this, the is, this is the situation <laughs> right. in the country right now, right? You got these local newsrooms closing right and left, and everyone's getting all of their coverage from these national outlets who, by the way, used to lean on the local outlets to fill them in, and that's all going away. So you get a what lot of world. the same coverage from different outlets. It's not just a sports thing. I think it's everywhere. Now. Yeah, so just so you know, I'm not like I'm not bad-mouthing other stations in town or anything like that. It's more that just... It kind of feels like you're bad-mouthing. No, no, get no, 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 I'm not bad-mouthing the people. I okay. think the people would want to be there. Okay. Yeah. All right. The like our media brethren that we see every day. Fair enough. But I do think like maybe it's management or maybe it's uh, company wide stuff. So like, you got to commit to this. Yeah, man, you got to commit to this stuff. You can't cover commit to spending a couple hundred bucks to go cover an NFL game. What are you doing? I mean, man? why are you even in the business? That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what are we doing? What are we? What doing? are we doing? So there we go. As my life still pops. We were there. <laughs> then we were down in Daytona. By the way, that costs nothing to go to Daytona. Fun time. Yeah, speak for yourself. Somebody pay for gas. Yeah, that's it. It's gas. It's gas in a parking spot. There you go. Nice job, Stuart Weber. Hi, baby. Yes, Stewie. <laughs> what happened we there? A, we had a big week on Action Sports Checks. So I guess I am bragging about it now. <laughs> I've got to the point where I am bragging Brandon, about it. Brandon, stop bragging Apologies. in the business. They call it proof of performance. That's right. Proof of performance. <laughs> Speaking of performance, Casey, you know, this was, I told you I said I was thinking of you. This is how I was thinking of you. And then you told me you didn't really watch the game the other day. But so I'm on the sideline for, for the last preseason broadcast. Did you say my name? No, I did say your name last night on Sunday primetime, though. Thank so you. Watching. Um, and, and I love it. Still no, no extra followers, though. No. Get his Twitter handle in the next time. Come on. You got to give him the plug. It's like it's, that's our, doesn't matter what's in your paycheck anymore as long as you got 15 likes. Well, you know? I don't have either. Look, I don't Hopper. have either. Okay. I told you, man, you can make a living that way. You can. But anyway, I was thinking of you. I'm like, man, Casey's probably watching this game right now with Amanda. Because uh, I think I saw Amanda tweeting a little bit. He He's like watching right. Brent like on the sideline. I'm popping up like every quarter because we did more interviews. He's like, he must be so sick of Brent. That's what I actually <laughs> thought. Like, <laughs> watching this game, like throwing stuff at the TV. I, you know, it's true. <laughs> it, you know, it is a little bit true. Uh, I will say when you uh, when you popped on with Marvin Jones, I was like, I, I let out an audible sigh. I was like, oh. uh. <laughs> you didn't want to see Marvin Jones? No, I didn't want to see Or you didn't want to see me? <laughs> I was like, uh, you know that's the number one complaint we got during the broadcasts? What's that? Like we used too much too Brent? many political ads. No, no, too no. Too much Brent. We used to get we used to get a ton. You know, we we just way back. I'm talking way back. We were not as buttoned, not nearly buttoned up and not as good. And so we had some moments in the broadcast. And so you'd get some emails and feedback, you know, during some of the broadcasts. And you'd be like, oh, great. What do we do wrong? Because, like, right. you know, when you're in the broadcast, you have no idea. I can't sure, see it all sure. what's going on. But, um, well, those have really died. We've done a good job with the broadcasts overall, and some people might not like a this or a that. But uh, we probably got a handful of emails over three weeks, which is not bad at all. Mm -hmm. And I think three of them had to do with my sideline interviews. Oh, no. Because... 
They were like, hey, do we have to miss some of the game while you're interviewing? Can't you do that? I'm like, okay, well, what do I'm you not want? I, I want to respond to the people like, wait a minute, you wanted to see that Snoop Connor minus three-yard run or hear from Trevor Lee. Lawrence? It was very important to see the run, right? Or what do you want us to do, take up the commercial time and just then interview Trevor like in for those two minutes? Maybe they're fans <laughs> was, of efficiency. It was such an odd, like, complaint. <laughs> mm. I, it's so funny sometimes what people like and don't like, but they wanted to see like the game because we go to a split screen, right? You know, or yeah. picture in picture type thing. Yeah. And I was like, and Brent is in the very small box, folks. I just want to let you know, you yeah, can barely see Brent at all. And, and by I the way, like, I get big Brent on my TV sometimes. That sucks. And, and, and not only that, <laughs> not only not only that is the fact that we're sitting there and we're like, hey, this is awesome. We got Trevor, we got Josh Allen, we got Trayvon Walker, we go Marvin Jones, and we're getting frontline guys for the interview, and I've got emails complaining about it. I'm like, we're totally not on the same page, people. Like, we think this is good. You think it's bad, but we get to control it. <laughs> That's the thing about, like, the viewer, which I appreciate. After working in, like, the depths of the TV control room, I have so much appreciation for what, like, the director does. Oh, yeah. And then you get the email that says, can we can we get them off the screen? Can we get Martino off the screen? That guy's like, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, the director, by the way, always oh, said TV goodness. especially, I think, has the hardest job um, in, in TV land. Oh, so. no doubt. It's um, easy to do what Brent does, folks. You just got to read the It thing. is true. It is true. Literally, the <laughs> words the words are there for Brent. He just has to read them. All right. He gets it. He's got an easy job. <laughs> like on radio, like there's no script. We're just going for it. I'm this, not saying it takes more talent. I'm just saying. There was no script on the sideline. Yeah, I'm talking about your other makeup job oh. in the studio. <laughs> yeah. That one I really do wear makeup sometimes. Um, I could use some of that makeup. You could. You are I'm shiny right reflective. now, man. <laughs> Highly <laughs> reflective. Sorry to come out on Monday with the 15 minutes of the industry. Look, it's interesting talk. People see how the thing has evolved. They're watching it from the other side. They should know the reasons why things are happening the yeah. way they're happening. Yeah. You should know why you have to continuously see this man <laughs> on the sidelines instead of football. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk more about the football side of things and what else everybody was saying. And, oh, the kicker. The kicker. Have we fallen in love with the kicker? Man. And is anybody else going to shoot me a nice play on words with James McCourt's last name? <laughs> Order in the McCourt. There it is. Yeah, I heard that a couple of times. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Very well coached, and uh, you know, you have weapons like they have at receiver. Um, you know, they're gonna, they know how to use them, and they're, they're gonna be able to create space, you know, try to get those, get, the, get those matchups. Um, you know, they've got you know, talented quarterbacks there, and I mean, guys that can definitely get them the ball, so um, you know, it's, it's gonna be a, you know, it's gonna be a fun matchup to have to prepare for. And, uh, you know, these are, these are those type of games when you're playing against top players, um, you know, in the country and, uh, and great coaches. I mean, it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun week, and that's what's you know that's what you look forward to in being able to uh, to build up to Sunday night. That is Mike Norvell, Florida State Seminoles, looking pretty good, sounding pretty good on ESPN 690 after some delays on Saturday, but a nice win for them, a, a nice frustrating win for me in case of <laughs> 47 to 7. <laughs> I saw it. The line had moved, by the way, to like 42. Do you know that? Uh, yes, I saw 41. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still didn't didn't make it feel better though. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> Only for one of them. I want that. Yeah, I got I got that one. You don't always get them, but you got to celebrate when you get them. I mean, as long as we're here, if you want to just talk about some of these picks, because you guys tried to warn me about Scott Frost. We tried. You tried, 
And I had that game. Nebraska had that game. And then the onside kick. I mean, just a disgrace, this guy. Yeah, and I didn't see a lot of that. But, man, what a disaster it's turned out to be. Holy smokes. I mean, the thing about Pat Fitzgerald, we all went, like, he's a really good coach, right? Northwestern's Northwestern, but Mm -hmm. he's a really good coach. And so it shouldn't surprise you that it was close. And Nebraska just can't figure it out. It's it's amazing. Scott Frost should have never left UCF. And, by the way, he's going to the Big 12 if he had stayed there. And he would have went the Big 12 with a better program. Yeah. UCF is 10 times a better program than Nebraska. It's it's amazing. No? no? They were. When Scott Frost was at UCF, I would co-sign. I mean, they're still better. Yeah, they probably win a football game. Give you that. I don't know about 10 times. Yeah, maybe. They I'm are better. Years. I think UCF I'm wins the football game. Yeah, I know. I like what you're doing here. <laughs> but, yeah, if he, stays at, if he stays at UCF, yeah, they're in a better spot. No doubt about it. Uh, He's in a better spot. And then you guys tried to clown me on the fighting Illini. Yeah, they got that one, man. Wyoming is trash, bro. Wyoming is not good. I did not see that. Wyoming is missing tackle after tackle. I didn't realize they needed Mooma that bad. Mooma! So so we got, hey, we're going to have to go with James McCourt, like, uh, cliches here. Or, right. or or what do we call these things? Name word puns, word, word plays, word plays. I, there we go. I, Not cliche. I get the. I, I have a feeling someone reached out to you with some of these. Yeah, I got Mr. Pico Boulevard says James McCorder Pounder. Like oh, that. okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's good. I like it. Uh, Stone Cold, you know Steve. He calls in the show usually <laughs> from his truck in a in a tunnel. It's actually McCourt's in session, Brent. Not order in McCourt. Hmm. I've heard both. All right. But do you like either one? Those are fine. I just, I wonder about him if he's got enough leg to kick it all the way to the courtyard. Oh. Can we call like a place in the stadium the courtyard? Um, and get a Marriott sponsorship, Jack. Right. Yeah, look at that. Maybe Jags. put it in the end zone. Jags, so Casey gets doing here? We know you're listening, <laughs> Jags. And by the way, Brad, unrelated, has the best uh, response really so far on social media. The guy in the middle needs a comb for Christmas. He's talking about the video feed. He's talking about you, Casey. <laughs> who, who said that? <laughs> who said that? Brad it's said actually that. Chip and Teresa. Brad. They want you to brush your hair. Brad the hell, Brad? <laughs> Come on, Brad. It's uh, unacceptable. Uh, follow hey. me on Twitter, though. Come on. <laughs> That's you Say whatever you want. Just follow just me follow on Twitter. Me. Come on. <laughs> Send me DMs all you want. Just just get the follow. Yeah. Hey, what about James McCourt, man? It's a cool story. Of course. 10 yes. for 10 in the Jags uniform. I'm counting practice. Yes. Go. It's the first time we've ever counted practice reps. Listen, Brent, if he stays <laughs> on this pace, he'll have the most connections in Jaguars history. It's like every other position on the team. Uh, do you, McCourt's got to be the guy, right? He won that job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to imagine. Unfortunately. What do you mean, unfortunately? I wanted Matthew Wright. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You like, you know, I'll go with it. Uh, by the way, it's up to you, Brent. Uh, we can hear from James McCord if you want. It's about two minutes long. I'm pretty sure it's exclusive since nobody else went, but. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, Let's do it because I actually enjoyed this interview. I, th- I thought he was really good. And listen to, like, how it all went down this week. And I think I could tell being there in person with him in this interview. But you might be able to pick up, like, this is an emotional time for him. I mean, this is oh, really a legit opportunity here in Jacksonville, and he might have just seized it and earned the job for week one. Here's my conversation with James McCourt. 
How good does it feel to come out, you get your first practice, you go 8 for 8, yeah. and you make it, take advantage of these kicks here today? It feels really good, to be honest. You know, it's a lot of hard work and stuff has gone into this. Um, but these guys have made it really easy. Logan and Ross have been really helpful and had a really good vet group over in L.A. also with Dustin, Josh, and J.K. So the transition, you know, it's been it's been good. So, and, you know, we've got to keep building and stacking the days for sure. Do you kind of feel like, hey, you got an opportunity to get put in a position and you and you did everything you could do, at yeah. least with it? I think so. You know, uh, during this whole pre-draft process and everything, uh, Coach Zahner talked about you have a certain amount of tokens as an NFL kicker, and you got to use those tokens really well, and they can run out really fast. So, you know, going into these this, this week and pre-season, last preseason game, you know, I kind of realized that there's an opportunity here for the taking, and, um, you know, I think it's really important in these situations to put your best foot forward. And... Yeah, it's, you know, it's there's a lot of pressure and stuff that goes into it, but you got to enjoy it at the same time, and that's what I did today, and I felt good about it. How wild of a week was this? It was pretty wild, you know. Um, I was on my connecting flight out of uh, L.A. I was in Denver, and I got a call from my agent. He was like, don't unpack your bags. Like, you're going to Jacksonville. But I was fortunate enough, I was headed to Fort Lauderdale, so that's where I'm from originally, and I got there late, late, late that night and uh, just drove up to Jacksonville early the next morning, did my physical, and basically hopped on a flight again, so um, up to Atlanta. So it was definitely, it, went, it was going really fast to begin with, but you know, these guys really helped me settle in and showed me the ropes and everything, so from there on out, it was pretty smooth. With all that, if you make it, if you're the guy, I mean, kicking in that week one regular season opener, what would it mean to you? It would mean everything to me. Um, again, it's just more opportunity opportunities out there and just got to take it one at a time you know uh, regardless of the situation these next couple weeks um, it's one kick at a time mentality and that's the only way you can go to it so yeah just take the same approach they did today and hopefully it'll lead to more success hey good for him man he kicks a good ball like you can really see it you can tell like from practice in that he whatever kicking a good ball sounds like it looks and sounds better than the last couple of guys they've had in here and I just think that could be a fun story if he is their long-term kicker, if he does well. This whole week will be a really fun story to be able to tell around yeah. around how he got going. And how random that they ended up finding him the way they did, as opposed to, like, scouting someone straight from college, bringing him onto the team, or, like, really lusting after yeah, someone in free agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, they were, so, they were still so uncertain, or they actually liked the Verity kid and had him on their, their radar, that they pick him up from Indianapolis once the Colts wave him. And, and think about how hard it is for some of these guys. That guy, Verity, he goes from Indianapolis to Atlanta, has never practiced with the Jacks. Yeah. He's never met him. <laughs> and he's kicking for them on Saturday, and unfortunately he misses, like, a relatively shorter kick. And so there goes his spot. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> talk about uncomfortable. It's like, just go... Walk into somebody's business meeting down the street. <laughs> just pop your head <laughs> in. be expected to perform. You present. <laughs> you Here's know. the deal. You go in there, like, present for three and a half minutes, and come back out. That's it. Good. How does that go? <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, it looks like James McCourt will be the kicker, and he's uh, from South Florida, so that's pretty cool. St. Thomas Aquinas kid, uh, and, and he, I think, will be the starting kicker for the Jags. Jags are going to make some moves in the next five minutes, so make it official. We'll share those with you. It's not all the moves, but it's some of the moves. It's coming out next on ESPN 690.